Five Things First Thing with JR Morning's Guy Gordon, Lloyd Jackson, and Jamie Edmonds. And happy President's Day to you. Hopefully, you got the day off and are tuning in just out of habit. And uh, if so, uh, we'll carry the disclaimer that the most responsible member of our Troika, not here today. <laughs> That's right. Jamie has the day off. And so uh, we will uh, be uh, still. Uh, riding without our, our favorite shotgun rider here. Uh, meantime, big news coming out of the Biden administration. We know that they have been consistently moving the goalposts on green energy. Mm-hmm. This time they're moving them in a different direction. We know that union leaders, quietly automakers, and most notably auto dealers mm-hmm. have been saying, Mr. Biden, you got to slow your slow roll on this EV transition uh, that we just can't meet the deadlines set forth. And of course, the the Biden administration says, well, there's no EV mandate. Well, when you set out a uh, a goal that 65% of sales must be EVs by 2030, mm-hmm. with all of them being, you know, by 20, that's a mandate. That means that, you know, you're not going to be able to sell anything but, but EVs. Well, there is a new proposed change uh, to the EPA guidelines that would delay those requirements until after 2020. 30 to give the infrastructure more time to build out. And so uh, perhaps this morning, for those of you in the auto industry, and we're going to be talking with Keith Naughton a little bit later on at 649 about this, but I think there's a double-edged sword here. When you've invested billions of dollars into EVs, you want to be able to get those uh, investments to pay dividends. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because they've been losing. Yeah, like I think it was in Ford said $5 billion in their their E uh, division. Yeah. so, I mean, you know, you would like some help to sell those EVs, uh, but this at least gives them some breathing time. And most importantly, that you're giving the consumer time to get used to the idea. And getting over the anxiety of infrastructure and all of that. Right. And, you know, there's not, we, we'll get into the, the Trump rally yeah. uh, Saturday night, was uh, very predictable. Uh, it was an hour and, I think, 20 minutes. The first 45 minutes was basically rehashed for the next 40 minutes. <laughs> uh, he did a, he did a lot of that. Uh, but he brought up a lot of stuff about the automotive industry and, and certainly gives voice to a lot of the concerns that consumers have about EVs that they perceive can't get them where they need to go, at least not as often as they'd like. Look, the range on EVs right now, pretty good, more than 300 miles, um, which for 90% of your trips probably is, is going to be just fine. It's those long trips with your family, especially if there's cold right. weather and you're hauling. That's right. Exactly. Uh, so, but, you know, you know, Mr. Biden, uh, Mr. Trump, rather, doesn't, you know, like anything that's nuanced. So he just says, they don't go very far. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Like they go 20 miles. And, yeah, yeah, like and, they, they're, they're, they're crapping out on crap the side out. of the road. But, um, but nevertheless, he's using it. It is a potent campaign weapon. For his base, and I think for consumers at large, they're very nervous about this transition. Well, the Biden administration is now appears to be uh, buckling under some of those pressures. We'll wait to see exactly what this is. And again, we'll talk to Keith coming up at 649 about how this is being perceived within the industry. Meantime, there's no power like grandma power. Like grandma. Let me tell you, a hookah shop in Detroit has been shut down by police for allegedly selling marijuana even to minors. Without a license, the crackdown came after a grandmother discovered her 15-year-old grandson had purchased weed from the establishment. Now, taking action into her own hands, Vivian Miles Jackson recorded her grandson's transaction and then alerted police. Detroit Police Vice Enforcement, they launched an investigation uncovering 11,000 grams of marijuana. It feels like a trash bag. 
Uh, the principal of Pershing High School, which is right across the street from the Detroit hookah, his name is uh, Brian Tipton, the principal there. He was happy. He said it's Christmas. Our kids deserve more. Our kids don't deserve to be poisoned. You know, again, they wouldn't do this out in the suburbs, but they come here on Seven Mile and Ryan and think they can get away with it. The shop's owner received multiple tickets before authorities closed the business on Friday. Police now reviewing evidence to determine charges. Detroit Hookah, they own another store right down the street on 7 Mile, but police say we're going to be keeping an eye on that. Don't keep an eye on it. They've got a license to sell there. Jerk the license. They violated the the contract. Yeah, basically, yeah, because they they don't have a license to sell uh, marijuana. It's a hookah place. Look, if you're you're behaving badly and you're being a bad bad business, I'm sure there are other ways that they could probably uh, yeah. shut them down. But you know, I love the fact that it's like Grandma went full Inside Edition on them. She, <laughs> she, she brought in the camera. Cheaters. I mean, I mean, Karen Drew must be going, good on you, Grandma. That's <laughs> I'm some, telling that's, you. That's some serious investigative chops And there. paying attention to what's going on yeah. with her grandson. This, that's the kind of community That's old school, man. Now, i got to ask you a question about this. In... in um, in Kansas City, we got the mayor upset with the governor because of a word that he used to describe the shooters that disrupted and murdered a woman during the celebration for mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Um, let's discuss the story here. Yeah. Uh, in a heated exchange, uh, Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas accused Missouri Governor Mike Parson, not our Mike Parson, Mike Parson, of employing racial undertones by referring to the suspected shooters at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade as thugs. Lucas made the accusation during a radio appearance, denouncing the term as a dog whistle for racism. While acknowledging a respectful relationship with the governor, Lucas strongly disagreed with Parsons' choice of words, asserting that labeling the situation as criminal activity was appropriate, but condemning the use of the word thugs. So this weekend, if your ears were tuned, do you know what the most frequent word the most frequently used when when the thug was used in what context it was used most frequently describing vladimir putin nikki haley went off on donald trump all weekend long yeah describing putin as a thug since when did that become a racially loaded word yeah you know to me it's always been an action word if you act like a thug you're a thug it wasn't based on the color of your skin it was based on your, your action your behavior yes yeah um and it's an equal opportunity description equal opportunity and so i i don't get it and and show me where the upside is in defending which is what you're kind of doing the thugs the thugs because they were thugs cool. they were yeah, I'm sorry. They I mean, were a dude they acted standing like them and spinning, and spinning and, with a big gun, yeah. shooting a bunch of people and kids. That's yeah. I'm That's sorry. Thuggish, it is. thuggish. It is behavior. Um, President Trump was in town Saturday night. Two thousand people uh, cramming into the the hangar there, according to the fire marshals. That's a heck of a crowd, especially when you consider that it was mighty cold outside and they had to spend some time out there. A bunch of them turned it into a. A pretty good party, I guess, is a little bit like tailgating. Uh, Make no mistake, there is, in the minds of Donald Trump, in the minds of the Republican leadership nationally, there is only one chairman in the state, and it isn't Christina Caramo. Your new Michigan Republican Party chairman, former congressman, Pete Hoekstra. I actually recommended I said, you think you could ever get this guy Hoekstra? He's unbelievable. And you were willing to do it, and I appreciate it. Everybody appreciates it. We're going to win the state. If we win Michigan, we win the election. 
Uh, really endorsing, and, and he's right. Yeah. Um, I think Michigan, you know, Debbie D- Dingle was on Channel 4 earlier this week and said, you know, it comes down to Nevada, and Michigan is the two new, now really big battleground states, and Nevada really doesn't have that many electoral votes. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting about that, and Hoekstra's been uh, quoted elsewhere, John Osting over a bridge doing a lot of we We're going to have competing state conventions. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and Pete's may be over in Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. The RNC... You know, you may have two again, two different slates of delegates. Which 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 group do you think the RNC is going to accept? So Christina Caramo can have her own convention, right? But she's delusional if she thinks that her delegates will get seated at the Republican National Convention. All you are is creating drama and creating more discord in a party that needs to start singing out of the same hymnal. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but uh, Pete Hookstra. Um, and I, he pronounces it Hookstra. He says it's Hookstra. Hookstra. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah. So, and, and and Mr. Trump saying, you know, M- Michigan is is going to be the battleground. We'll talk a little bit later on about uh, his uh, his auto policies. He's talking tariffs again. Which, if you've got a Toyota dealership, Honda dealership, Mercedes, BMW, uh, you may want to pay close attention to what he is talking about. It wasn't a hard and fast, but he's, he's just kind of just watch me. You remember, and he did that. I think it was a 25% tariff that he talked about putting right. on European cars. He was talked out of it. And the question is, with a, with a new administration, whether he would be uh, talked out of and it. And 6,500 uh, voters participated Saturday in earth, the first day of early voting. and But only a couple hundred in Detroit. I only, mean, yeah. We still have time until uh, the 25th. Uh, so we have nine nine days of early voting, but take advantage. But it's nice. You know, it's in G- person. Gail and I were going to go on Saturday. We ended up distracted with some yeah. things for the grandkids and didn't get there, but we're going to certainly do it probably this week. Sure, me too. Because um, mm-hmm. it, it it's going to be very interesting at that rally. You didn't hear uh, Donald Trump from the podium denigrate early voting. In fact, there were posters up telling people to vote oh. early. Remember, he still will go off on mail-in ballots. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what those are in Michigan. We really don't have mail-in voting. We have absentee voting like we've always had. Right. But and and it will be diminished quite a bit by this early voting. Sixty-five hundred people voting early. Those are people that won't be voting by absentee. Right. right. Mm -hmm. So uh, much more to come on JR Morning. We'll always, uh, as we always do, we're going to check in with our friends at Cranes Detroit Business. Lots of interesting stories popping there. It's all ahead as we continue at six sixteen. That's coming up at six nineteen on JR.